Good morning. Welcome to Embrace. My name is Jeff. I'm Rachel, and this is my sister, Kaki. Can y'all hear them? Did y'all hear them? All right. Christ has risen. He's risen indeed. All right. Uh, are y'all ready to worship the Lord? Say amen. amen. Say amen. Amen. All right. I'm going to turn it over to our worship team. Let's give them a hand. All right. Well, happy Easter, everybody. If you'll stand with us as you're able, we're going to worship the Lord in song together. Greatest day in history. Death is beating, you have rescued me. Sing it out, Jesus is alive. The empty cross, the empty grave. Life eternal, you have won the day. Shout it out, Jesus is alive. He's alive, and oh, happy day, happy day, you washed my sin away, and oh, happy day, happy day, I'll never be the same, forever I am changed. Stand in that place, free last meeting face to face. I'm yours, Jesus, you are mine. And this joy, the perfect peace, earthly pain finally will cease. Celebrate, Jesus is alive. He's alive, oh, happy day, happy day, you washed my sin away, oh, happy day, happy day, I'll never be the same, forever I am changed. Way. But you have 
y'all could remain standing and join me in this reading this morning as we give thanks to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord for He is good. In our anguish we cried to the Lord and He answered us by setting us free. Give thanks to the Lord for He is good. The Lord is our strength and our song. He has become our salvation. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. The stone the builders rejected has become the capstone. You know, uh, I don't know if y'all messed that up or I did, to be honest. So, <laughs> I think I skipped a section, but you know, it's all good. It's all good. The love, his love does endure forever. We're going to, let's repeat that. The stone the builders rejected has become the capstone. Much better. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us pray. And y'all can keep your eyes open for this prayer because there's going to be a part for y'all to say as well. Lord, bring new life where we are worn and tired. New love where we have turned hard-hearted, forgiveness where we feel hurt and where we have wounded, and the joy and freedom of your Holy Spirit where we are prisoners of ourselves. To all and to each on his community and on his friends where regret is real, Jesus pronounces his pardon and grants us the right to begin again. As Christ birthed forth from the tomb, made new life birth forth from us and show itself in acts of love and healing to a hurting world. And may that same Christ who lives forever and is the source of our new life keep your hearts rejoicing and grant you peace this day and always. And all God's people said, Amen. my soul His blood has covered my sin I believe I believe My shame is taken away My pain is healed in His name I believe I believe I'll raise a banner, oh, cause my Lord has conquered the grave, my Redeemer. 
sometimes it's good to be reminded of how great and how mighty and how unstoppable our God is. 
Sometimes it feels as if evil is winning in the world. It feels like violence is going to get the final word. And I need to be reminded that our God is the God who is always greater, who is greater than any type of evil and injustice and terribleness that this world can throw our way. Um, and so today we are reminded that, that God has a plan and that we believe God is going to come back one day and he's going to make all things right. And I long for that day. So this morning we can pray, come Lord Jesus, come together. Um, I have a few things to tell you real quick before we jump into our gratitude and lament time. First off, some, of the, some folks have already figured this out, but we do have in the back um, some coloring options for children. They can go back there and color. You can also grab some things and bring them up to the front if you would like. And so that is there. Um, I also want to let you know that just in a few moments, uh, not now, but in a little bit after the announcements, we're going to try something a little new today that we have not done in a long time. We're going to invite our children, not now, in a moment, uh, to come forward, and they're going to gather here in the front, and then Pastor Christina is going to lead them and all of us together in our own uh, Wonder Room story this morning as we reflect on the story for today. And so... Yeah, we're excited about it. So I'm giving parents a heads up that this is coming, so you aren't taken off guard uh, when this happens in just a few moments. What we're going to do now is we're just going to turn to a few people around you and share just for a couple of minutes. We've been doing this each week, um, really since we started online church back um, two years ago uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, we've been sharing our gratitude and our lament with one another. And so when we came back in person, we decided it would be really nice to continue that tradition for those in the room. And also we have a good crew um, worshiping online as well. I saw uh, one of my old friends, Mark, is worshiping online this morning. And so I'm glad that you're connecting with us today. Um, but we have a good crew online as well. And so you all are just as much a part of what we're doing today as those in the room. So what we're going to do is I want y'all just to turn uh, to a few people around you, uh, maybe three or four people, um, maybe turn around and see who's behind you, introduce yourselves, and if you would like to share something that you're grateful for today, and then also if you do have a lament, a lament is basically a prayer of protest, it's something that's not going so well in your life or in the world, and you just want to offer up something that's weighing heavy on your heart, then you can do that also. After everybody shares, if you don't know what to say, then you can just thank them for sharing and, and make sure they know that you heard them and that you were excited that they were able to share with you today. So let's just take a few moments and do that now.
If y'all want to take maybe another minute or so, 30 seconds to a minute, start wrapping up your conversations, that would be great. If somebody hasn't had a chance to share, then make sure you uh, give them an opportunity before we come back together. All right, if y'all want to bring it back this way, that would be awesome. Y'all have plenty of opportunities to talk after church today. Let's see how long it takes for y'all to direct your attention back up here to the front. <laughs> it's not too bad. Thank you so much. Um, I love you all. So I'm going to just share a couple of things folks were sharing online this morning. Um, we've got a good crew worshiping online with us, folks who are not here in Lexington and also folks who are not able to get out this morning for various reasons. Um, Sue Crone is grateful for a risen Savior that brings hope and light to our world full of darkness. Amen. Um, I shared online that I'm grateful uh, for our first Easter service in person in three years. This is crazy. <laughs> I was just thinking about that the other day. 2019 was the last time we had an Easter service in person. It's, it's awesome. Amanda Williams is praising the risen King. He's alive and he lives in me. Amen. Um, one thing I am lamenting this morning is the continued gun violence in Lexington. And so even as we worship and we celebrate, we have to also be aware of, of the hard things that are happening and know that Jesus can bring hope even into the darkest of places. Sandy Rice is grateful for the hope given to us by a risen Savior, asking for prayers from all of you for her daughter's dear friend who is currently in the ICU. And so I, I encourage all of you as you're here this morning to join us in prayer for Sandy Rice um, as we go through our service and for her daughter's friend who's in the ICU. She was asking for emergency prayer for that just uh, this weekend. And so we'll continue to pray, Sandy, for her. Kathy Connor is grateful for this online community and uh, is lamenting recent health struggles that her family has been dealing with and a system of health insurance that forced us to leave our doctors when uh, we've had care and continuity. Uh, to, they had to go to new doctors, and that's just a really hard struggle. Um, we're each struggling with new several diagnoses and new doctors in this very broken system. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, Deb is grateful for their new grandson, Henry Jacob. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that, Deb. Um, and so thank you all online for sharing your thoughts, and I'm sure you all had some good conversations in your seats. I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Christina, and she's going to share some announcements with us this morning. All right, thank you. Good morning. Happy Easter. So good to see all your faces. All right, hopefully you've noticed there's a new thing in your pew. There's a new Connect card. It's bright and blue and hopefully catches your eye. And this is a way for you to be able to communicate with us. Y'all, we got real fancy. There are QR codes on this thing. Yeah, yeah. And so if you want to give online, you can just hover your camera over this little QR code on this side. And this one over here signs you up for our email list. So 
If you would like to become connected with us in either of those ways this morning, it's really easy. You don't even have to take the card. You can just hover your, your phone. Or you can fill out your information. There's also options on the back for you to communicate with us. These are new and updated. Isn't that what the phone tree always says? Like, listen to all the options. They are new. They are new, so check those out. And then there's also space for a prayer request as well. So if you want to share a prayer request while you are in the building with us this morning, you're welcome to write that out and to drop it in the box either at the back or to the side over here. And you can also always email prayer requests to prayer at embraceyourcity.com. And Pastor Tanya gets those emails and she shares them with the prayer team where your requests are kept confidential but they are lifted up within that team because we believe in prayer here. We believe we are called to carry one another's burdens, and that is one of the best possible ways for us to journey together. So if you've come this morning and you're carrying something, please know that you do not have to carry it alone. We would love to partner with you in prayer. If you want to give while you're in the building this morning, you can either do it online with the QR code, or again, there's the box at the back into the side door. I'll also encourage you to grab an announcement sheet from one of the tables as you either came in or as you're leaving. And then we do have that announcement email that goes out as well. Two quick um, announcements I want to highlight. We are starting up a care ministry. Not starting up. We've been caring for people for a long time. Um, Diane Cahill has been such an incredible saint and is doing a lot of the care work herself. And we need Diane to have some support. And I know that there are lots of you out there who have a heart for those who aren't able to join with us frequently in church. And so we're having an informational meeting for the care team on Sunday, May 1st. So that's just two weeks away. And that's 10 a.m. in the cafe if you are interested in learning more about that. Secondly, I will let you know that we are just about to start our new round of small groups. So some of you have been really patient and waiting for those for a while. But if this is news to you, if you've never heard about Embrace Small Groups and you are interested, please let me know. You can fill out the card. It's one of the options. Or you can grab me or send me an email, christina at embraceyourcity.com, and I would love to help get you connected in community in that way. All right, so now I will very slowly invite the children to come forward. And Miss Gracie and Miss Rachel are going to kind of help you find seats, and we will have our Wonder Room story together. Can we hear me? Mostly. Okay. Do you guys know what today is? Easter. Easter. You're right. And Easter is the day that we remember a mystery. Easter is the day we remember the mystery that Jesus died and God brought him back to life. This is a tomb. It's a special place for the dead. When Jesus died, his friends took his body from the cross and they put it in here. And they sealed it with a really big stone.
Now Mary Magdalene loved Jesus very much. And so early on Sunday morning, Mary and her friends went back to the tomb. But when they got there, it was empty. Jesus was gone. Where did he go? They cried. All of a sudden, an angel said, Do not be afraid. Be joyful. Jesus is alive. Go and tell the disciples that Jesus is risen from the dead. But Mary would not go. She stood crying. And then someone asked, Who are you looking for? At first, Mary thought he was probably just a gardener come to take care of the tomb. But then he called her by name, Mary. And she recognized his voice. It was Jesus. Jesus was alive. Mary was so overjoyed she couldn't help but tell all of Jesus' friends. Jesus is risen. He is risen indeed. I have seen the Lord. Now I wonder, what would it have felt like to see Jesus die on the cross? Just what? You just wouldn't look? Yeah, it would be. Walk away because you don't want to see a dead person. Yeah, that's a really good thought. And pray. Thank you for that, Beckett. What about you, Charlie? He did have a crown of thorns on his head. Yeah. They were nailed to the cross. I wonder if that's part of how Mary recognized him. I wonder how Mary knew it was Jesus. Because of the voice? Yeah. I wonder how Mary felt when she saw the tomb was empty. Sad? Yeah. Maybe confused? You think what? Oh, that the body might have been stolen. Yeah. She might have thought that. I wonder what it would have felt like to hear Jesus call her name. What do you think? Like a miracle. Yeah. Joyful. That's good, too. Well, now I wonder if you guys would like to help me celebrate in a special way today. Yeah. So we're not upstairs with all of our different response options. I'm just going to hold it. But... Sorry, y'all. But this morning, we're going to make a little bit of music up here together. So bells are often used to celebrate and also to get our attention that something really important is going on. Well, Miss Gracie's going to need them back in her basket at the end of the song. Okay, so we're going to stay up here together and celebrate because the song we're about to sing, you guys, says, Christ the Lord is risen today. And that's what Mary told her friends. 
So while Mary is giving you the bells, or sorry, while Gracie is giving you the bells, <laughs> do you guys see that there's like a little loop? If you put your finger in the little loop, you can shake it better. Yep. Okay, so Chris, can you show us what the line sounds like? It's Christ the Lord is risen today, and then we're going to shake our bells when he sings Alleluia. Two lines they're going to We have two lines. You a loop here. Go ahead and show us, Chris. Um, so the, the first one is, are you guys ready? The first one goes like this. Mm -hmm. I, I can't get in the right key in my head. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you, David. Hallelujah. So That's every time we one. do that. And the other one, the other one goes every, and we do it like two songs. We're doing two songs at the same time today. Lots of bells. This is confusing. And the other one, every time we say the word arose, you can actually raise your bell. Oh. Raise your bell. And yeah. Raise so, up from the grave he arose. Just like that. Yeah. All right. And so you'll listen for that magic word, arose. Okay, awesome. Last thing, if those of you who are in the pews would like to participate, you can shake your car keys. <laughs> let's get some out. Let's, let's have fun, y'all, okay? So I hope you were listening because it's the same phrases for you too, okay? It's the same words for everybody. Alleluia and a rose. All right. I think our bell choir is ready up here. We're ready. I'm so excited. I get to watch it. Ah, ah, ah. 
Christ has opened bell chorus. All right, so we're going to give the bells back to Miss Rachel and Miss Gracie, and then you can go on back to your families. Thank you so much for your help.
right. Well, that was something right there. <laughs> something special. I liked it. Um, you know, all the, the noise of children and babies in the room is such a, a great reminder of the new life that Jesus brings to us, the new life that we're seeing in our world now. And so I love when we can have everybody together every now and then, and uh, certainly it's more noisy, but that's okay. Um, that's a, a good thing for us. You know, today is Easter Sunday. Today is the day we set aside to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You know, honestly, we, we ought to celebrate the resurrection every Sunday, but Easter really is the day that we kind of go all in on the celebration giving praise to God because death has been defeated and new life is possible for each and every one of us. It is a day to celebrate that God is recreating the world, redeeming broken lives, healing hurting communities, and setting us free from the things that keep us in bondage. Jesus rose from the dead, and since Jesus rose, we can rise too. Does anyone need to rise up this morning? Does anyone feel maybe a little beat down or a little worn out and needs that new resurrection life that Jesus can offer? Death, darkness, and violence, they still do remain in our world. But the resurrection tells us that they do not reign over us any longer. Jesus has overcome the world. Let's say this together. Christ has died. Christ has risen and Christ will come again. You know, today is all about Jesus. I could talk about Jesus for, for so, so many days, for so, so many years, because Jesus has changed my life. Our faith is all about Jesus. We worship and we follow Jesus. We don't worship the Bible or the religion of Christianity or, or some particular brand of Christianity. We worship and we follow Jesus. Jesus. Jesus was born in a small town called Bethlehem, grew up in another small town called Nazareth, a boy just like many of us. He worked with his dad in manual labor, traveling to nearby towns to work for the wealthy. When he reached about the age 30, he had kind of his big coming out party. John the Baptist had told everyone that Jesus was coming, and so Jesus went to the Jordan River he was baptized by John. A voice from heaven spoke over him, and then the Spirit drove him out into the wilderness to discern and to refine the calling that was on his life. And coming out of the wilderness on this sort of vision quest, he, he came out ready to fulfill his mission. He went into the synagogue, he picked up the scroll, and he read from the book of Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. That was his mission. But Jesus didn't do it alone. He found some men and women, average people that weren't all that special, but he called them to follow him to learn from Him, and to help Him in His mission of freedom and healing. Jesus reached out, and He loved, and He loved, and He loved. 
He loved the poor. He loved his enemies. He loved the Father. And he loved these new friends that followed him for three years. They relied on him. They soaked in everything he said and did. They tried to be like him. They started talking like him. They tried to protect him. They loved Jesus. After he finally made it to Jerusalem, Jesus went with them to the upper room of a home in the city. And he told them that he was leaving them. He said, I'm going away to prepare a place for you. The time has come for me to go. You don't understand now what I'm talking about, but you will. The disciples were afraid. They were concerned. They were freaking out. You can't leave us, they thought. And Jesus assured them that he wasn't leaving them alone. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid, he told them. I would never leave you as orphans. I'm giving you my spirit, the advocate, because if you have my spirit, then you will have me with you always. And he told them to remain in me. I'm going to remain in you. And he told them that life was going to be hard, that the world would reject them, that the way they had been living and working in that world would not be accepted by most people. You're going to need to stay connected to me, and you're going to need each other. And so you better love each other, he said. That's my command. Love each other. I've loved each and every one of you, he said. And so you better keep it up and do the same for one another. He told them that he was their friend. And he said he told them all these things because he wanted them to have joy in their lives. Shortly after telling them these things, he went to the garden to pray. And his disciples fell asleep when he asked them to stay awake. Then he was betrayed by his friend Judas and arrested by the authorities. His followers were shocked. They were scared. They were confused. They truly thought he was going to redeem Israel. He was taken to court in the middle of the night, found guilty, and sentenced to execution by crucifixion. He was crucified on the cross. They took his body and they put it in a tomb. His friends and his followers were horrified and terrified and completely devastated. Jesus said he was going to leave, but they didn't expect that to happen. Maybe he fooled them. Maybe he was a fraud. Were they stupid to believe him? To give their lives to him? What about the movement? What about the redemption of their nation? But then the unthinkable happened. None of them expected this. Jesus rose from the dead. Early morning on Easter, while it was still dark, some courageous women went to the tomb and they found it empty. The body was not stolen, but Jesus rose from the dead. This blew their minds and it led them to completely give their lives to the way of Jesus. Everything he said and did became even more important to them in that moment because they realized that not only was Jesus a wonderful man, but he truly was the Son of God. The entire New Testament is basically the early Christians trying to make sense of the resurrection. If Jesus rose from the dead, that truly changes everything. And so they tried their best to describe the significance of this world-altering event. 
They used every tool in their tool belt, all the language and examples and metaphors they could think of to try to describe who Jesus was and what his life and death and resurrection meant for the world. Did you know that there are over 50 names for Jesus in the New Testament? Over 50. I'm going to read them just because I can. Advocate, Almighty, Alpha and Omega, Amen, Atoning Sacrifice, Author of Life, Bread from Heaven, Bridegroom, Chief Shepherd, Christ, Consolation of Israel, Deliverer, Emmanuel, Indescribable Gift, Faithful and True Witness, Friend, The Gate, God, Good Shepherd, Heir of All Things, High Priest, Holy and Righteous One, Holy One of Israel, Horn of Salvation, I Am, King of the Jews, Lamb of God, Last Adam, Light of the World, Lion of the Tribe of Judah, Lord, Lord of All, Lord of Glory, Lord of Lords and King of Kings, Master, Mediator, Messiah, Morning Star, our Passover Lamb, Pioneer and Perfecter of our Faith, Prince of Peace, Rabbi, Resurrection and the Life, Righteous One, Ruler of God's creation, Savior, Son of Man, Son of David, Son of the Most High, Spiritual Rock, the Way, the Truth, and the Light, Word. I didn't mean to end on Word, but that sounded cool. Um, I've heard it described that the New Testament provides a kaleidoscopic view of Jesus. So many colors, so many different images, and if you tilt it and change it slightly, you get a new perspective of who Jesus was. There are so many different ways to describe Jesus and the impact he had on the world. You know, the writers of the New Testament wanted so bad for people to understand how important, how life-changing, how amazing Jesus is, that they described Jesus and his impact in as many ways as they could possibly come up with. You know, perhaps this list of 52 names of Jesus feels overwhelming or confusing to you. Can Jesus really be all these things? How do we know who Jesus is if he has this many names? I understand. But for me, this is so exciting for me to see all these names of Jesus in one place. Because it just shows how big of an impact that he has had on the world. Perhaps as this is what happens when the fullness of God dwells inside of a human. They become beyond our explanations. All too often, we've tried to pick and choose one or two of these. We've tried to box Jesus in. We want Jesus to fit within our limited understandings of God's purpose and will in the world. We want Jesus to be a Methodist or a Southern Baptist or a Catholic or a Unitarian or a Presbyterian or a Democrat or a Republican. And Jesus keeps blowing open our boxes. He can't be contained in our limited, self-serving agendas, ideas, and priorities. You know, after Jesus died, his followers were obviously devastated. Jesus ended up not fitting into their box. He wasn't supposed to give himself up to his enemies. He was not supposed to get arrested. He was not supposed to die. They all fled in fear. They all fled. They were hiding out in safe houses in Jerusalem and the surrounding area. And I love what happens after Jesus arises. Jesus goes out and he just appears to his friends. So just pop up and they'll see him. And they were totally freaked out. At first he appeared to Mary in the garden. She had been crying and weeping and she was so devastated and Jesus appeared to her. 
Then he found some of his friends hiding behind a locked door. He showed Thomas his scars. He found some disciples on the road to Emmaus. He cooked from some breakfast for some others on the beach. And when they saw the risen Lord, their eyes were opened to see new and fresh possibilities. The boxes in which they had put Jesus in were burst open, and they saw that Jesus was way more than they could have ever imagined. In those moments, their closed worlds were broken open. Something that seemed completely illogical and impossible had happened. The one who was clearly dead had come back to life and spoke to them. It was a new day. It was a new life. It was a resurrection for Jesus. But it was also a resurrection for them. Many of you in this room, I'm sure, and those of you online are struggling right now. You are discouraged. You are facing serious limitations and setbacks and challenges in your lives. You may be struggling to have hope right now that things can change for you. Perhaps your closed world needs to be broken open. Perhaps you need to see a glimpse of a brand new future. I believe Jesus is calling your name just like He called Mary's name in the garden. Do you hear Jesus calling your name? Inviting you to join Him in the resurrection life. In this moment of pain and crisis and death, I want you to know that you are powerful. You are courageous. You are able. You are creative. You are strong. You are steadfast. You can do this. And not because you necessarily have it all within you, but because Christ is in you. Jesus is way more than we could ever imagine. And if we set Jesus free and let Jesus be Jesus, then I believe we can be set free also. With Jesus, even though you may feel weak, you are strong because He lives in you. You can do this. We can do this. Christ has risen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. We're going to share communion this morning like we do each week. And communion is just a wonderful time to connect with Jesus. We share communion every week because we want to keep Jesus at the center of our lives, our church, our faith. We want to really remember what our life is about each and every week and be reminded of who Christ is for us. And we also believe that when we share this meal together, we can experience Jesus in a fresh and real way through these common things of bread and a wafer and whatever you all are using at home for this purpose. If y'all could bow your heads with me, I want to say a prayer for us. God, we thank you so much for being here with us this morning. We thank you for the new life and the energy and the just kind of just uh, power that we feel in this space right now as we're all gathered together. God, I thank you that we get to come together and do this each and every week to be reminded to sing songs over one another, to experience your presence, to sing songs about the power and the new life and the fresh possibilities that are available to all of us. God, I pray today that we would experience your goodness and your grace as we share these common things together, that you would do something extraordinary for us right now. Lord, we need you so much. We need you. We thank you, Lord, that you were willing to go all the way to your death for the sake of the world because you love each and every one of us. You love your creation that much.
And we thank You that You didn't stop there, but You rose from the dead, that You went and You did battle with all the evil in this world, and that You overcame, that You took it all in upon Yourself, and that, God, You were able to destroy it. And God, I thank You, Lord, that we have the honor to be invited to join You in Your work to recreate this world, to see this world become the beautiful and lovely place that You originally designed it to be. Lord, thank You, Lord, that You are working right now to redeem broken things and bring all of us to a place of fullness and wholeness and healing. Pour out Your Holy Spirit upon these common things that they would be for us the body and blood of Christ, that You would fill us up this morning in a fresh and new way, and we would leave here determined and inspired and ready to continue walking down the narrow path that You've placed out before us. God, we love You so much. Thank You for loving us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said together, Amen. I want to remind you that each week we share communion. We certainly do reflect on the cross and what Jesus did for us on the cross. We reflect on the crucifixion, Him pouring out His life for us. But we also, on this day, not only do we reflect on the crucifixion and all that that entailed, but we also remember the resurrection. And the beautiful thing is Jesus offers forgiveness of sin and, 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 and cleansing and all that through what He did on the cross. But the power of the resurrection is available to all of us to overcome the things that are holding us down. And so I want you all to know this morning as you share communion that the power of the resurrection is not just for Jesus, <laughs> that it's available to all of us. It says in Scripture that the same power that rose Jesus from the dead is available to each and every one of us and lives inside of us. And so through the power of the resurrection, we can rise and we can live the resurrection now and we can live and practice resurrection each and every day of our lives. If the resurrection was a one-time event that happened a long time ago, then it didn't mean a whole lot for us. But the power of the resurrection is that it continues to offer that power to us each and every moment of our lives. If y'all want to go ahead and get out the little wafer on top, we can share this together. I encourage you to take and eat. This is the body of Christ, broken for you. And I encourage you to take and drink. This is the blood of Christ shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. We're going to close by singing um, this really powerful and awesome song. And while we do that, um, I do want to offer up, if you would like prayer this morning, if you would like to know more about Jesus, if you would like to further give your life more deeply to the way of Christ, and then I would love to hear from you and pray with you this morning. I'll be up here uh, to the, over here by this part of the stage. Just come on up and, and invite me over, and I'll be happy to pray with you. Um, if you would like prayer um, in the back of the room, uh, then we'll have someone in the back uh, to lift you up as well to pray with you. Um, and so why don't we all stand together um, as we close out our service?
the resurrected King is a resurrected me. In your name I come alive to declare your victory. The resurrected King is a resurrected me. Soldiers watching me was borrowed for three days. His body there would not remain. Our God has robbed the Our God has robbed the you all so much for being here today. This was a lot of fun. It's great to have a full house and loud voices and all of it. So it's been a blessing to me. I hope it was to you all as well. I'll let you know if you're visiting with us. We're so happy that you are here. We do have church every Sunday, 11 o'clock. You're always welcome to join us. Every Monday night, we have a meal and a worship service after that. It starts at 6 and the worship is 6.45. Um, you're always invited. So if y'all would prepare your hearts to receive the benediction, May the love of God the Father, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all, now and forever. Amen. Go in God's peace. We'll see you next time.